Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Tacomatome the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hey there. And playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Tai. Hi. When last we left our heroes, they spent a day in rest and relaxation in the luxurious Margani Library. After some pretty dicey extraction fighting, they decided to just recuperate and study and spend their time here. Shia, the garden snake, and Ving's newly found half-sister decided to leave her place at the Sedell Estate and come to stay at the library in its safety, leaving uh, <laughs> the gang's former roommate, it would seem, is now his classification. He'll always be our roommate in my heart. Yeah, leaving Kaj Plates to live at the Sedell Manor. Weird move on his part. Yeah, maybe you could see him later. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he fell in love with one of the servants. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. That'd be cute. Yeah. That'd be nice. It's, yeah. it's, it'd be good for him. Yeah, he's yeah. really been pining about his ex-girlfriend for too totally. long. Totally. Yeah. He needs to get over that lady. And after everybody decided that things were safe and sound, we found Perel the wizard doing some <laughs> yellow belt exercises with the children of the Margani Library, learning the very, very first basic forms of silent word. And then we learned some stuff. What did we learn from the spelt lores that we did? Uh, we learned about Hibernia, which is the land where the Fae were originally from, and also where the root of Druidism. Mm -hmm. And we learned that there's some trees in Hibernia and in the Everwood Valley, which have like ancient, like super ancient carvings of Fae language on them. Mm -hmm. Which might be part of the puzzle in getting Perel his magic back. Yes. And we also learned uh, that things. A mom, Ileana, that was actually her last name, mm -hmm. which is an ancestral name of an ancient uh, race of people from Hibernia. Mm -hmm. So Ving's roots might be in the island, at least from his mom's side, mm -hmm. which lends further to her the possibility of her being some sort of uh, wizard or witch yes. of the wild. And we learned kind of, or we at least intuited or implied that the people of Hibernia, the source of their magic came from the fact that some of them had fairy blood in them. Yeah. Descended from fairies in some way. And we also learned... Uh, party subs not allowed in the atrium. <laughs> we knew that, though. There are signs everywhere that say that. <laughs> no party subs. We, there's a flashback where we're talking to a librarian who's like, you knew it because you snuck it in in a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say no party subs. It says food. That means all food. <laughs> party subs are barely food. <laughs> They're more party than food. <laughs> Doesn't say no parties, so... <laughs> Uh, what, what did Tuck learn? Tuck uh, asked Amma about why he couldn't see the truth demon. Mm -hmm. And Amma was like, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> but 
That might mean that you ha- you're truthless. Mm-hmm. You're, there's either no truth in you, some power in you rivals that of truth, or um, yeah, you are like absent of truth. Yeah. yeah. So really more questions than answers. <laughs> I hope that was a great payoff for you listeners. <laughs> this is you, Abdul. You did this. Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> listeners. Everyone that's interested in knowing Tuck's backstory, I'm going to drag it out for nine more seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. We don't even know what his backstory is. Because he won't tell us. <laughs> huh. uh, and the end of that day was uh, heralded by Farah Margani, Master Librarian, approaching the three of you, and Shia, presumably, and Perel probably, to tell you that, according to her sources, the Light Guard was preparing and is preparing to march on the library, and that you should prepare yourselves for a siege. And that is where we find you now. One question. Yes. What's a siege? A siege is an assault upon... Ving's a... asking her. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, she looks around. You really, do you really not know, or is this a joke? I saw a play once called Under Siege. Yeah. What happened in that play? Uh, it was, uh, uh, the, there was a guy in a house. I remember he has a ponytail, and he was pretty badass. <laughs> okay. So, no, that is not what a siege is. <laughs> uh, a siege is an assault upon a fortified location. So the light guard will be assaulting the fortified location that is the library. Our initial priorities will be to ensure that the light guard does not find the entrance to the library. And if they do, to defend the library with every possible shred of our lives. How do you three believe that you would be most effective in a siege? I don't know. We're good at fucking stuff up. Yeah, we're good at the fights. I spear some omelet into my mouth. <laughs> and we're good at, like, like sneaking around and, yeah. like, making jokes. I've almost killed Fathom before. You've almost killed the chief emulator? Yeah, it happened a couple of days ago. He is half blind and very mad at me. What state did you leave him in your fight? Burnt? Well, in that case, we can only hope that he is receiving continued medical attention and will not be upon the field. Do any of you have any uh, military experience? My dad was in the military? I fought in many wars, and it sounds like a joke, but it's true. (laughs) 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 What wars has Billy fought? I guess Tuck is interested. What wars have you fought in, Billy? Uh, The War of Winter, um, the, the... Big, there was a big war <laughs> that was almost as big as the War of Winter. There was uh the Wizard War. You fought in the Wizard War? I did, and I don't know, probably a few others. <laughs> I can't remember them right now. Uh, it sounds like to me, based on your previous activities and excursions, that you might be best suited to hit and run distractions guerrilla tactics, uh, disrupting enemy lines. I mean, Ving would probably be the best to deal with the gorillas. <laughs> I could talk to the... If you got gorillas that need going, mm-hmm. I could be your gorilla in the mist. I'm sure that you are all aware that gorillas are not indigenous to McCall, and I'm disappointed that you would, you even, you would even suggest that there would be gorillas present. Hey, what do you get when you have four gorillas and you, you give them a, a gold piece, but you only ask two of them to come to... to to return to your to your place afterward after you give them the goal. If you only want, wait, what do you get? Wait. What do you get if you have? Well, let him let him do it. What let do him. you what do you get? What do you get 
when you have this is Ving trying to he's yeah, trying He's trying to find a joke? No, he's trying to remember the joke. No. What do you get when you have um, four gorillas and uh, you want to sell two of them for uh, one gold coin? What do you get for two gorillas out of the four gorillas you sold? Oh, my God. I, I don't know what. Uh, you get a silver back. You get a silver back. One silver piece back. What do you get when wow. this guy gets it? That was uh I'm sorry, I'm not good at jokes that I've heard from other people. <laughs> that was what is the what is the expression? That was a yeah. a long walk for a short drop. <laughs> so the library will be undergoing its own preparations, and I suggest that you prepare for the coming battle in whatever way you see fit. But you will be given whatever degree of autonomy you require to be the most effective. If you could give us like a list of things to do that would, it would help us. <laughs> um, we're pretty like, if we don't have a goal, we're pretty loose. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're pretty loose and hard to contain. <laughs> okay. So what do we think the things that she says you could do for preparation would be? Stretch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rest. Oh, for prep. Yeah. We have oh, to prepare, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Gear up. Any healing herbs or like medicines we can have? Yeah. Do you have any wine wine wood? It's kind of like a weird specialty item yeah. that pops up here and there. So probably not. We might have to go to like the Someone? bazaar, okay, and like, see if somebody has some of it. Yeah. Cool. Some fucking shyster that we know, like Randy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, he would. <laughs> cool. Okay. So yeah, that's a good idea because she would be like, yeah, we have we do have you know our arboretum contains some medicinal herbs, but not anything that would be of immediate use during a fight. Okay, let's try and find some wine wood. Good. Is there a bazaar like up above? Um, in the yeah, town? yeah, there would be one in in Elaine Springs, but there wouldn't be as much of a variety as there would be in McCall. Hmm. I'm fine with going to McCall if we try and like sneak in, like mm-hmm. wear disguises, mm-hmm. or we can get somebody to get some. Is did Shia come yet? Yeah, Shia's here. Yeah, she's been here the whole time. She's definitely less uh, noticeable than th- the three of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Even the silhouette of the three of you together would be <laughs> so much more <laughs> noticeable. Okay, so if Shia is going to go to the bazaar for you and try and find this, I kind of want somebody to roll a Defy Danger Charisma with a plus one to determine how much she's able to get. Uh, I guess it makes sense for Vang, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sis, have you heard of uh, Winewood? Uh, no, I don't think so. This is horrible vintage. It tastes like a lake. It's new-ish to mm-hmm. the land. We technically invented it. Um, okay <laughs> and it's a healing potion wine it what yeah it heals and it, it clears you of your woes physical and mental we need some of that wine for the siege all right 2d6 plus charisma and a plus one to that well it doesn't matter Ooh, 12 what a great roll holy shit you got this okay yeah all right okay i'll uh, i'll be back as quick as i can okay. i'm going to yeah i'll uh, um yeah and she's walking away muttering to herself like that like okay yeah uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah okay i'll do that <laughs> And she's gone. <laughs> Booze run. And, you know, an, an, I will say that an amount of time later, she comes back with enough doses for like two per. So each of you would get two healing potions. But she hasn't returned. Like, she won't return for several hours. And each one heals 10? Heals 10. Fuck cool. yeah. That's awesome. This is a moderately paced gear up See. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else? We should probably look up stuff about the torch. Oh, yeah. Oh, good idea. Yeah, we could research stuff about the torch. Is like, there an autobiography of him here in the library? 
that would re- that would require like the study thing that we've talked about. So if you wanted to roll a spell lore, you would have all of the possibilities of success and failure as a spell lore. But if one of you wanted to commit your entire day to doing that, I'd give you the 10 plus. But you that would be the only thing that you'd be allowed to do this day. Is just study. study? If you want the 10 plus. Oh, okay. Also, I don't think that you've used your bardic lore on the torch. I haven't. Oh. So that's a question. You could ask a question. Yeah, gods and their servants. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's his greatest weakness? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if there there would be a text that is like, he has a trick knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I hmm, something that I think you would find in your studies and also comparing it to stories that you've already heard is that you find a text that describes the operations of the Church of the Flame and the Light Guard like 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. And in it, they describe somebody that sounds an awful like like the Torch of McCall. The similar description of like a man of powerful countenance yeah. and, and stern temper able to command the flames itself, etc. Wicked abs. You can see them through <laughs> yeah. his shirt. Salt and pepper. Old, but making it work. Yeah. Uh, so The kind of guy you want to grow old with slash grow up to be. <laughs> yeah. You want to be him or you want to be in him. You know, all the kind of stuff. Yeah. So you find a reference to what you're like, this is the, this is the torch. This is weird, but this sounds exactly like the torch. And it's, it was written 400 years ago. Is there a picture? Does it look like... <laughs> There'd be like a drawing, right? And uh-huh. the, the drawing is like, yeah, man, that sure looks a lot like the guy that we know. So he might be 400 years old? Who can say? Something's going on with this guy. Yeah. He's, he was already older than you thought he would be. And he's also way, way, way potentially older than you even thought. Can I... Can I... <laughs> If Perel reads for me, can I study? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you want to spend like a whole day studying yeah. with Perel? Okay, yeah. Perel, stick around with Billy and and help him read. Unless cool. you guys want to do it. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's you do great. It. Okay. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Or can I ask a question on your behalf? Yeah. You speak for you, so to <laughs> yes, speak. Yes, please. Uh, does that mean she can't gear up? Yeah, it basically means that if this is what Billy wants to do, Billy's doing this for the whole day. What? Yeah, I that's, can't what he, that's what he says. No, you can like you can roll your spell lore and hope that you succeed. Mm-hmm. But um, if you wanted to just get the ten plus with oh, rolling, I'll just roll. Okay, then yeah. yeah. So two d six plus okay. uh, intelligence with a plus one. Five. Uh, Fuck. You know what? Perel did his best. He read everything aloud to me, and I did not retain anything. <laughs> <laughs> Because there was a jar of peanut butter yeah. in the distance that you could see. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying to like will it towards me. But I also didn't want it that badly because I'd just eaten. So that was my afternoon. <laughs> and I, eventually, Billy just wanders away. Uh-huh. Like, I'm done with this. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, guys. I, re- I really tried to read, but I think I was too ambitious. What was the topic that you were trying to get Perel to help you study? Yeah, it was a battle from 300 years-ish ago between who was probably the Torch of McCall and the Orcs. Okay, cool. So you find nothing of use (laughs) or interest. (laughs) (laughs) And Perel the whole time is like, wow, this is unbelievable. You would never believe the things that I'm reading. Billy, isn't this cool? And you're like, "Uh uh-huh, looking at a jar of peanut butter. (laughs) Billy, what'd you find out? That I didn't want peanut butter that much. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So you failed that. And I will hold on to that. Okay. You know, you know when you're reading a book for school and yeah. it's so boring that you have to like hold your eyes <laughs> yeah. open to like 
Because otherwise words don't go in, uh-huh. and you're just like, fucking go inside. The exam's in an hour. <laughs> and your eyes become so blurry. Like, you literally blink so many times. You're like, I cannot make out what it says. I should go to the doctor. Oh, uh, actually, I think if you were to learn something, it would be something stressful. Okay, And basically sure. what Perel tells you afterwards is the account of that battle is with the torch at the lead, they wiped out that army. Wiped them out. Off the map. Cool, 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 cool. Was Tuck still wanting to do a spell lore as well? Yeah, I'll do a spell lore. Tell me what you're thinking about before you roll. The thing that I was thinking is that the torch and the Lightguard have tried to burn the library before, which means that there's like some information in here that they are trying to get rid of. So I want to see if I can find that information. Cool. Just as fucking leverage. Yeah, totally. Seven? Seven. So interesting, but not useful. Hmm. Okay. I think what you find is a handwritten book. You find a handwritten like journal, basically, from an old librarian who has since passed on, describing recent changes in how the church seems to operate and the way that the light guard operates. This is maybe from, I want to say, between 90 and 110 years ago. And you're trying to make sense of it. It's it's written in a kind of weird old form of Macallan. So you're like, oh my God, just be fucking clear about what you're trying to say. It sounds yeah. super dry as well. But what you do find are the words, and you're not sure if this is referencing the church as a whole, the torch, or the god of the flame. Mm-hmm. But you find a line that basically says, demonic influences are all but assured. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. I steal that book. (laughs) You don't have to steal it. It's a library. I steal it. I put it in my little backpack. (laughs) There's a librarian standing right next to you. That's like, you're going to put that back, right? And I, I, (laughs) I am about to lie. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. You should. Do something about it. I'll tell Farah. She's not going to do anything. She owes us. She does not owe you the library itself. Look, this is important. I need this. Okay, for right I'm going to go tell Master Margani. Okay. And he turns around and starts <laughs> no, 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 walking no, no, no. away. <laughs> <laughs> Got to me in Farah's office a little while later. <laughs> and she made me sit on a really little chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just give the book back. I need it for things. You can, you can study the book as much as you desire. But if it passes the walls of this library, my debt to you is paid. Farah, I'm too dumb to study and remember the things you know this about me you have done a great service to this library and to my family line but if you attempt to steal that book it will be on your head can this i this is not... something she cannot be convinced on son of a bitch yeah sorry <laughs> and i take the book and i slam it on her desk and i'll be like i'm gonna forget everything in this book and it's your fault and i leave <laughs> it's your fault she takes the book and she kind of uh just leaves through it like hmm <laughs> Yeah, he uses his own stupidity as an argument. Yeah, and one, it's not an effective one, but it's certainly a way to go about it. I don't know what got her to read the information that we need retained. <laughs> What's Ving doing while Billy and Tucker are studying? Uh, he wants to try and learn where all the we were talking about earlier how there's been previous different uh, entrances yeah. to the library. So he's trying to figure out all the different entrances over the years. Two d six plus wisdom. Well, oh, there we go. Guys. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Ving has uh, been studying all these. He's like going over these books and drawing his own diagrams and like figuring out. He has them everywhere. He built a little diorama of 
this 3D model of all the old entrances and uh-huh. then he didn't like he just pans up and he's like reading this book and it just says like McCollin plumbing. It just has nothing to do with the library at all. He's just been studying the wrong fucking thing. Uh-huh. Like an idiot. Like you go to the front door and you're like, okay, there's one. Then you go to the secret uh, entrance that you guys came to and you're like, okay, there's two. And then you're looking around like, I guess that's it. <laughs> just, <laughs> a good day's work for Ving Vang Zumba. I do love the shot of him like being like, diagrams done. And then it's like, mcdonald's play play <laughs> yes yeah of <laughs> a toilet <laughs> done so yeah i'm gonna say that that failure means that there might be entrances and exits that you're unaware of that the light guard will be able to utilize sick but- great job everyone <laughs> nice <laughs> glad i brought it up but to that end we should probably do something about the entrance that we knocked into the library oh yeah we were talking about trying to um recruit the jackals or convince them that they need to be on the lookout mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Can we go to the jackals? You could. It'll take you a little bit to get back to McCall and then deal with that and come back. But how are you sneaking back? Are you like do 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 do, like between buildings, or are you disguising yourselves? Cart merchants, cart and the <laughs> cart, a pile of clothes. Yeah, I guess we could go as cart people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because the Elaine Springs. Uh huh. They are different. What are they? The merchants or people? What's the thing about them? It's like a it's like a halfway merchant town, like people that. Uh, corral sandworms stop here people that are coming from further territories so we'll just disguise ourselves as merchants Great. i was basically asking if you're going to roll defy danger charisma or dexterity think charisma yeah. with disguises yeah, yeah totally oh not bad plus 10 chris- nice oh, yes <laughs> okay great so what do we want to talk about what the disguises look like or is it a bunch of cloaks maybe you guys are disguised as a museum curators and you're like we gotta take this mummy exhibit to the town yeah i am the mummy oh, oh i was gonna say i'm in the mummy <laughs> that's funny because i was gonna say i'm in the mummy so everybody's fighting over who gets to be the yeah. mummy. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm the mummy the, i want to be the mummy uh, and like all all three of us are arguing about it, it cuts to like just a horse and carriage going down with three mummies going with three <laughs> and it just gets dumped in jackal territory well we're all doing our own plans then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A centaur that works for the library like drags you in as mummies and dumps you in jackal territory, and they're just like, "Oh my god, that took forever." And we're still kind of mad at each other. You call that a mummy costume? Everybody's trying to lay as still as possible, being like, "I'm the best mummy." That happens. That definitely happens. And you get dumped in jackal territory like an hour and a half later. You're you're in an alley. You guys didn't make mouth holes. What? <laughs> Jesus, was you never been a mummy before? <laughs> Says the guy with gills. <laughs> you had so many opportunities to breathe. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so you're in jackal territory. You're wrapped up. There's a pile of linen bandages. Uh, and I just call out, Jake. You're just gonna start yelling. We're quietly yelling. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake. Yeah. Jake. Yeah, we're quietly yelling. Oh wait, can I use my under my connection? <laughs> Yeah, you oh, could yeah. probably use connections because it all it works with ragamuffins, but it also works with straight up the criminal element. Yeah, yeah. Billy's using connections, and in in the background, Tuck and Ving are ineffectually scream whispering, "Jake, Jake, stop it, you guys! Jake. I'm trying so, to do something." Two D six plus charisma with connections. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Nine. If anyone wants to aid. Yeah, we we aid by scream whispering. Two D six plus bond. It is helping. I failed. <laughs> Fuck. Five. Do you Mark get that point of experience? Yeah. 
Uh, and so with a seven to nine, you have to settle for something close or there are strings attached. Can we do strings attached? Yeah. How does Billy get the attention of the jackals? Um, well, I, I am still loosely covered in linen and <laughs> yes, there's like are. the teens that we beat up uh-huh. who are like manning a rundown saloon looking building <laughs> mm-hmm. and they see us and they're like, oh, fuck. And I, I'm like, <laughs> hey, it's cool. We're not here to beat you up this time. <laughs> We're just looking to talk to Jake. And they take you, I guess, into maybe the saloon that they're standing outside of. Yeah. And there's, the saloon's called the Stray Dog. And uh, they take you into the basement and lounging on a stack of crates that has been to, made to roughly look like a throne is a rangy young man with his face hidden behind a black painted dog mask. And he thinks it's really cool. Yeah, it's like painted black. It's got like the gold lines for the eyes and all that. He goes, what has brought you to the, 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 um, uh, here. What? So I can't understand you with that dog mask on. He, he tilts his head up a little bit so you can see his mouth moving underneath <laughs> the mask. What has brought you before me, Jake the Jackal? It's a little distracting, that mask. Would you mind taking it off? Yeah. I cannot, for beneath this, I am disfigured from the many battles that I have fought. <sighs> we'll give you five coin if you take your mask off. He takes it right off. <laughs> yeah. And he just looks like a regular kid, like 20-year-old guy underneath. Dark skin, really short hair. It looks like he cut it with a knife. What's up? What do you What do you want? We're here with a job. Oh, well, we're always looking for new clients. Do you know who we are? I have an idea. Yes. Ving holds up one of the wanted posters. This is us. That's supposed to be you guys, right? I know terrible pictures, right? Not great. The light guard do not have great artists. That's why I wear the dog mask because I figured they might as well just make me look like a scary dog. But yeah, what do you what do you what do you need? Well, you know that big hole that we carved in your territory. I do. Yes, we need you to plug it fast because the torch McCall might be coming for that plug. The what? Yeah, there's some big things happening in the city right now. And and if they get in through that hole, there's gonna be like a lot of bad stuff happening for all of McCall. Lightguard's coming for the library. How does that concern me? I mean, light guard's hard enough to deal with now, right? Uh-huh. Imagine McCall without the library. The library has done nothing for me. I, I live in a McCall without the library. <clears throat> well, I want to roll a kind of... He's he like he's going to help you. You're just taking the wrong tack. He wants oh, money. Right. That's the only thing he cares about. He doesn't give a shit about the library. The torch is bad enough already. He doesn't care about that. Okay, I'll try another tack. Yeah. Come on, man. You're from here, right? You're from the sticks. Yeah, so? So... Like, you know how bad the light guard is up here. Yeah. So you're just going to roll over like a fucking dog when they come to take over your territory? No, if they come here, we'll fight. I'm just saying, your war is no concern of mine. Should we Should we just pay them or? Yeah, we should just pay them. All right. How many coins do we have? I'm not telling him that. Oh, no. no. Okay, one second, Jake. <laughs> Huddle. I mean, we have 234. Okay. And two wooden tokens. What if we give them a hundred coins? Yeah, hundred coins is pretty good for this kind of a job, I think. Do you think? Or is that too many coins? What about 75 coins and we get rid of their library fees for them? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. They don't have library fees. Okay, let's go. We get back into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that's what he, he that's hears. What, yeah. Jake hears it. I've never been to the library. <laughs> 
Where Damn it. Were we whispering too loud again? I guess he already heard us. That we, he heard that we have 234. 100 coins sounds like a good way to go. Okay. He says. So we turn back to him. And Billy is our negotiator. Um, in exchange for your services to make sure that the light guard do not get in through the hole, we could offer you 100 I look at them. Mm-hmm. Coins. Deal. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Holy wow. shit. But yeah. when this shakes out, if you make it, you tell everybody you know that it went the way it went because of Jake the Jackal. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We can lie. Everybody. You know what? We'll write a song about you. Don't make me write the season end song about this dipshit. <laughs> nah, I'll write it. I, dr- I drag some a little bag of 100 coins over. He starts counting it immediately. All right, get out of here. All right, no light guard in the hole, right? I'll do what I can. Nobody in the hole. I'll do what I can. Are you able to call our carts back? Wh- no, what? What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind slowly wrapping mummy wraps around. <laughs> yeah. You do have to walk out, out of the jackal territory dressed as a mummy. Yeah. Tuck is carrying Billy like a purse with his wrappings. <laughs> Just or a backpack. And, yeah. Arms yeah. and legs swinging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby, Bjorn, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so three hours, basically three and a half hours after you leave, you return to the library and uh, you have the assurances of Jake the Jackal and his jackals that they will try and keep people out of that hole. Okay. Cool. Which means that it will be not impossible, but harder for people to get in through the secret entrance. And maybe Tuck's like, don't roll over for the light guard speech did something. <laughs> I like to think it did. I like to think it yeah. cut back to him. We cut back to uh, the, the basement of the stray dog, and he's like sharpening a knife, just looking into the distance, thinking, nah, that speech didn't do anything for me. <laughs> 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 and then we you know, go to the distance, and it's a stack of 100 coins. <laughs> he's just crying. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh <laughs> I like that you guys have finally been forced, finally after all this time, to just pay somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you can't convince him. He's just like, money. What would convince you to help us? Money. But what about money? money. Okay, maybe not on her then. Uh, okay, so yeah, you return to the library. Is Shia back? Shia's back too. She's got a, a case of Winewood. Awesome. Wow. Thank and- you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut back and see her interaction with the guy that sold her this? It's Randy. It, what, is it Randy or is it... Colonel Danderglot. <laughs> oh! I was wondering if he would come over here. I don't think he would have the fucking stones to cross the Sea of Graves. Not on purpose. He's a fucking idiot. Bro. Yeah. He's yeah. an idiot. I was brought over in a tornado. <laughs> what, if Randy's, what if Randy, his connection is Dan? Yeah, that's yeah, what I was totally. yeah, yeah, it's like, don't worry. I got a guy who will get you all covered. And then he goes to some motel and Dan's sitting there with a bunch of cases of wine. And Dan has a hook hand and like long <laughs> Captain Hook. Quick. Oh, yeah. God. He's got buckles on his shoes and like short sailor pants. Oh, God. He's really pirating it up. He's got that. Well, because he was wearing like a naval officer outfit when he when you saw him last with the Crystal Bay Pirates and now it's just dirty and wrecked. <laughs> so he just looks like he looks like um, the bad guy from the first Pirates of the Caribbean in the second Pirates of the Caribbean when he's all gross and Bar- scraggly. Barbosa? No. Um, oh, the Colonel Norring- or okay. Commodore Norrington. Randy does mention, I got a guy, elf, real piece of shit. He hooks me up. Uh, and yeah, she comes back with a crate of bottles of Winewood healing elixir. Uh, enough for two doses for all of you. And it tastes just as gross as it's always been. Ugh. Age has done nothing for this wine. 
Just tastes like sediment. A oh. little bit of grape. Tastes a little bit like Goldstream Park. Uh, so that's the salute. That's what we've got so far. Some information. A couple failures. Uh, the jackals keeping an eye on the hole and some healing potions. So uh, anything else that people want to do? I guess gear up. When you say gear up, what do you mean? I mean, like, put on my chainmail shirt and silver greave. Like, get into, like, tuck mm-hmm. fight mode. Mm. Bing gets his bandolier together with all the different elements mm-hmm. and gets his um one chainmail glove that he got from the tomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's Billy gearing up with? Tons of throwing daggers. Rocks? Definitely rocks. <laughs> Handy slingshot. Oh, the knife that we oh. got from last time. Yeah, the, oh, the poison yeah. dagger. Yes. Ooh, poison dagger. So, yeah. maybe, so yeah. Shia comes up to Billy uh, while everybody's preparing because she saw you fucking around with that knife. Yeah. And she has a little vial with her that's got this like milky white liquid in it. Because I've opened the knife and then all this like stuff came out. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I'm trying to scoop it back in. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Leave that out, Billy. Leave that oh, out. Okay. You can use this. Ooh, what is this? This is uh, some of my very own venom. And if you get even a little bit of that in somebody's bloodstream, you'll paralyze them. Sick. Okay, I squeeze it all in there. There you go. Cool. So yeah, Billy's got three doses of a paralytic poison. Sure, okay. Yeah. Three swipes. Um, I'm also going to practice my sleeping spell. Oh, yeah. Cool. On who? (laughs) Pharrell. <laughs> Pearl's just been sitting in a chair for like an hour while Billy practices this. Like, okay, yeah. again, do it again. <laughs> okay. His eyelids are like fluttering. He's trying to keep his eyes open. Yeah, I wave my hand over. His eyes droop. No, I'm still awake. Oh, dang it. Okay. Do it again. More flourish and some fairy dust comes out of my hand, like little lights. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it. (laughs) Okay. That's fun. So yeah, Billy does like a little twinkly thing, like little twinkly lights come out when he does his fairy dust. You just have to do like a little wave. Nice. And I, and I'm backing up to see how far away I can do it from. Yeah. You you get it from like a pretty good distance at one point. We're like, I'm way across the library Mm -hmm. screaming. Are you asleep? (laughs) You scream. Are you asleep? And you see him just fall sideways out of the chair that he's in. Yes. <laughs> um, what's Ving doing? I want to do something with the spear. I want to make it siege ready. Yes. Maybe change it from wood to ironwood, I was thinking. Oh, so sick. Yeah. Flameproof. So wood to ironwood, do we mean that you are making an ironwood spear or you're trying to convince your spear to change itself to ironwood? I think I'm going to try and convince my spear. Commune with the whispers of my spear all the spirits therein oh so communion of whispers is that what you're trying to do yeah right because you just want to you want to change it to ironwood because it it could also be a kind of thing where we have the potential opportunity here to like awaken the spear in some fashion yeah potentially giving you some kind of magic item like quality to it yeah i don't know what maybe it strengthens the familiar bond that i have with the spirits contained within the wood mm-hmm. thus making the family tree stronger and yeah. more sturdy totally like f- further strengthening your bond with the weapon itself like i think that's a great idea yeah yeah mm-hmm. makes sense too since there's all those runes carved onto the spear that you would have like more of a connection with it mm-hmm. also now that my sister and i are basically share this spear it's become the family is being more i'm bringing the family back together mm-hmm. totally yeah 
strengthening the family tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to use communion of whispers to hang out with the spear. Yeah. Nice. Plus my wisdom mm-hmm. is 10. Perfect. So Sweet. what happens on a 10 plus with communion of whispers? The vision will be clear and helpful to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. So what does this look like for Ving? Like I imagine he's just sitting in a room, spear across his lap, mm-hmm. trying to commune like he has a million times before. And when he got it back from Shia, when she brought it back, she had repaired it mm. like the broken sword of Kramagran. So it being broken and brought together like a Kintsugi mm-hmm. situation Ooh, yeah. to show that our family has been broken up, but now they come back together and we don't hide from those cracks. Mm-hmm. We show them and there's um, veins of ironwood going through all throughout this wood. That's cool. Spear. cool. Yeah, and you feel your spirit like reaching out in a way that it has so many times, feeling this like loneliness as you're like, I am the spirit walker, it is just me, and I'm connecting with these spirits that I am familiar with and comfortable with, but they are not me. And now you feel like, you feel the spirit of Shia in the distance. You connect with that. You feel the spirit of, you presume other members of your family. You can feel these points of light across the planet. In the back way up, in the back back of my feeling the spirit, I feel the spirit of Cloud Piercer. Yeah. Wow. Circling. Yeah. You feel that your spirit is connected with other living people for the first time in a really long time and your your bond with this weapon has grown as a result my bond with those people has grown stronger mm-hmm. and with the spear and maybe he feels he can feel billy and oh yeah absolutely and yes. Tess oh, yes, too? Yes, yes. I, yeah i would yeah. love to oh that can i add yes something? please add in this commune of whispers ving takes uh an iron wood because only iron wood could affect iron wood and carves in common tuck and billy Onto the spear. Oh. And then when he does that, he feels he hears like two more rhythms added yeah. to like this like spirit connection. Mm-hmm. And that's like Tuck and Billy. Yeah. In the same way we were talking about our silhouette was just this lone skinny silhouette. And mm-hmm. now it fills out into the, the family silhouette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel the spirit connection reach out to Perel momentarily before going. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe just no. a, just at Christmas. Maybe you feel the pulsing of Perel's spirit in the distance as well. No, don't cheapen the connection that we have. I mean, obviously not as strongly. Sean, uh, nothing personal. Perel's uh, not in this family. But please. <laughs> uh, cool. So I think that there is mechanically a thing that we can uh, we can do to give you that benefit because that's a really cool idea, and I like the idea that your spear has sort of been added to over time, and now this yeah. is another addition to it. I think that we could either add like the forceful tag, which means that when you fight people, you can narrate like bashing them away. I like forceful. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Great idea. The triumvirate of Billy Tuck and Bing has been strengthened spiritually. Cool. Anything else that people want to prepare? Well, I don't have a weapon really. I kind of just have the waning knife. <laughs> uh, they I have guess. weapons here. You could ask for one, but yeah. it's not going to be Terry, Larry and Chad. I guess that's fine. I'll I'll just grab an axe from like the armory. Mm-hmm. It's kind of lame. It's like the haft is metal, and then the head is like really too like cleanly moon shaped, and it's got a little spike on the top. And you're like, Ugh. 
ah, fuck this. And he tosses it. This is stupid. And he just grabs a giant hammer. <laughs> he cool. grabs a war hammer. He's just yeah. like, I'm not going to be with a different axe. <laughs> I just feel so wrong. Yeah, it felt gross when he picked it up. Yeah. So you just have a huge hammer with like a big stone head on it? Yeah. Cool. But he has the waning knife. So he's put the chainmail half shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he's got this silver greave on his forearm. Cool. That he got at the end of season six. And he's tucked the waning knife into the strap of the grave. Cool. Uh, yeah. Is that sort of the end of preparations for people? I, that is more. That is a day's worth of shit for sure. Yeah, totally. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> the sun sets on your first day of preparations. The first of two. The first of one days before the light guard actually marches on the city. No one's quite sure yet. You <laughs> go to sleep, I suppose. What are people doing? Like, Are people able to sleep comfortably? Uh, Billy is going to sleep under one of the study desks, mm-hmm. uh, but he has a very fitful sleep. Yeah. Lots of, lots of old dreams, mm-hmm. memories coming back. Ooh, such as? Wars. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Having little war flashbacks. War flashbacks. Whoa. I, I want to see a flashback from the War of Winter. I don't know what that is. That's so cool. War of Winter is oh. really cool. Um, I was thinking this is like a millennia ago. Mm. War between the elves and the druids awesome that's fucking cool when the druids were leaving the everwood valley and heading up north was billy fighting on the side of the druids or the elves on the druid side what was going on the druids uh were smaller folk and they were being pushed out of the lands by the halflings and so they were migrating up north and they didn't really know what was up there. So they just followed through the trees. And that's where you will find some of the markings of the druids on their way up. Mm. And they thought they could take cover in the forest. But they ran into, I guess, like the dark elves up, yeah. like up high north. In the, in the land of the midnight sun. Yeah, in oh. the land of the midnight sun. And the elves didn't want anything to do with any practice like that. So there was a huge war. And it went for the entirety of the winter in oh. darkness. Cool. Maybe the winter lasted longer than any winter before or after. Yeah. Cool. So cool. Oh, so does that mean that the druids <laughs> originated in the Everwood Valley before migrating to like Hibernia? No, hi- they came from Hibernia. Oh, okay. And they came down like to the Everwood Valley. Oh, and then they were pushed out of the Everwood Valley. Yeah. Cool. But they were always like in the trees, like in the woods of mm-hmm. the higher uh, elevations of the Everwood. But yeah. the, the halflings don't like anyone yeah. coming. So eventually they're forced out. Cool. Cool. So cool. Yeah. Oh, I really like the idea too that the the runes and the carvings in the trees that are found in, in the Everwood Valley and yeah. up through Harper on the way to Harbournia are all mostly magic of protection. And yeah. Like some of them are booby traps, but yeah. lots of them are a lot of protection, a lot of hiding. The fairies and druids from Hibernia, like they were able to shift between like their physical beings into like the nature that surrounded it, which also the halflings did not like. They didn't trust that, but they wanted to live freely, so they went up north, and the elves didn't like them at all. That's classic elf. Like, they're 100% just about the elves. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And I like the idea that the elves, the dark elves, are called that because their forest is dense and it's hard for light to get through, but they also live so far north that it's dark for a long time sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're basically snow elves. 
Yeah, and they the elves they like really relied on nature for their like well being and their practices and stuff. And they thought that the druids were like an abomination of nature. Mm. How they manipulated yeah. it seemingly, mm-hmm. rather yeah. than they didn't understand how much more of a part of it they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like I was thinking that I don't think in I don't think there are cities in the Great Forest. You know what I mean? Like I don't think the elves build in there. Mm-hmm. It's just like we live where we live. Yeah. We live where the forest allows. I also this what you were saying makes sense that we're saying like druids have been known in, in modern times to be half elf. So that to mm-hmm. speaks to me of a union. There was a marriage and an initial like a treaty was struck yeah. between yeah. an elf princess and a druid prince yeah. that came together in union and then they were be able to shift shape shift from there or yeah something and that's like that. how the war ended yeah. it was like neither side could win cool so it had to be it was set up as like a treaty a shaky oh. treaty yeah marriage so, mm-hmm. whoa so that's why like a lot of like the elves still don't really get along with that part of like druidism yeah because some of the elves were alive for that they remember that true yeah oh, shit yeah that's cool that would have been right before Shethane was born. Yeah. 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 So there's like maybe some people still alive or mm-hmm. it's only like one or two generations removed. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So Billy's had a fitful sleep with his flashbacks. It also doesn't help that the library's in like lockdown mode. Mm-hmm. Off mic, we described it as like emergency sorting. Oh, people yeah. are like, okay, we'll sort this later. They're just shoving shit into the ironwood shelves so it's off the ground. Closing them. Yeah, mm-hmm. closing them. Um, clang, clang, clang all night. Yeah, you hear the like, it's just ringing through the library and librarians are fucking rushing everywhere. It's like shell attacks. You remember in World War II, the shelling is meant to like destabilize people. before. So there is a bit of that. Yeah. What are Tuck and Ving doing as Billy sleeps underneath a table somewhere? I was just gonna go to sleep. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's I like that's yeah. that's a great like Billy's having fitful war flashbacks. Ving is communing with his spear and Tuck just fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh communing with my spear is a euphemism. He, Ving's been saying I'm jerking off all night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I have this demon book uh-huh. that's got oh. demons K to N. Oh, so cool. Yeah, I mean you could look through it. Who is there knows? can I see if there's anything useful in there? I mean, it depends on what you mean by useful. Uh, like, cause the do you know a demon that starts with K to N? Yeah, the Katorch of <laughs> <laughs> the Katorch of Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> the Katorch. Of- <laughs> oh, so fast. Oh man. Uh, okay, let me look up. Don't look over here, please. I'm not anybody. Well, I mean, the Tuck's motivation is that like. He found that book that said demonic influences assured about the torch. And mm-hmm. then when he gave it back to Farah, he looked in his backpack at the stolen book. And then he was like, right. And then he closed, <laughs> he cinched it up, put it on his back and walked out and then tried to find a hidey hole to read this book and to see if he could find. <laughs> Can I just stop you, stop you for a second? Maybe something Tuck, maybe something Tuck would think about uh-huh. is the rest of those books are also here. True. <laughs> you don't just have to go like if you're like, man, I oh, really hope all, the thing I need yeah. is in this one. They're all under lock, though. Okay, fine. No. Oh, what? Jess, oh, no, no, oh, not yet. Sorry. That's fine. She's we, right. They're all no, getting locked no, down. We so. do have Tuck's full... trying to do it before the lockdown happens. He's running through the library. <laughs> stop, stop. There could be a librarian just like standing there waiting for you to study, like, 
Please. <laughs> yeah, and Tuck's just like, I'm sorry, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> uh, I will say that since I said you've already done a day's worth of shit, if you do this, it means Tuck's going to be underslept tomorrow. That's fine. Yeah. So he's like, he remembers the thing from the notebook mm-hmm. that he gave back to Farah about the tw- demonic influence all but assured. All but assured. Yeah. So he's trying to find the demon that is influencing the torch of McCall. Yeah, he's reading in these encyclopedias. Going through all these books being like, does any of this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 2d6 plus intelligence. Fuck. <laughs> that oh, dice is cursed. This one? The, ye- the, the white, white one. one. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> okay, well then it's blessed. <laughs> Break <laughs> the coice. 2d6 plus intelligence. Oh! oh broken yeah! curse. Yay! That was cool. Yeah! That felt good because we said it was cursed. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Okay. Ooh, baby. baby. Yeah. You got baby. a 10. Ooh, baby, baby. So let's talk about some things that Tuck thinks could be happening. And then I will tell you one that I think could be happening. Okay. So he's looking through all these kinds of demons. He's wearing his nerd glasses. Yeah. He doesn't care anymore. This is too important. Yeah. So he's got his little bifocals on the end of his nose. <laughs> They're bifocals? <laughs> yeah. He's near and far sighted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they've got like a chain that is like a beaded it, chain. It hangs like down the back. Lady. Totally. <laughs> he's been borderline blind this entire time. That's why sometimes when he goes to hit somebody and it's a really easy roll, he'll totally fail. He just goes right in front of their face because he has no depth perception. (laughs) Wait a second. I should have hit you. (laughs) Ooh, you are quick. Okay. So what are some icons? Because we know that that's what demons are. Mm -hmm. uh, Are icons possessing people? What are some icons that Tuck thinks they could be? Uh, Like the torch might be passion, law, uh fuck help me out guys uh power mm-hmm. m- monarchy oh force uh like um like destruction like um uh withering like what fire burns so mm-hmm. consumption? consumption consumption maybe mm-hmm. even just fire all the fires in the natural world so right. yeah, yeah. Any it's all it's all human concepts yeah. yeah yeah so passion destruction power fear fear that's a little strange stretch and you spend hours going through these books. It's like four in the morning. You're blinking sleep out of your eyes and you get to the end of the volumes and one word sticks in your head. The. <laughs> <laughs> the first word in the book. And that is that is what you get from your result on this book. Oh, no. <laughs> fine. You decided to jump on what I was saying. So tap, 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 tap. And we're done for this week. Thanks, everybody. Uh, See you in eight months. Oh, no. Tuck's dead. Tuck died. Oh, shit. Uh, one word sticks in your head zealotry what does that mean zealotry fanatical and uncompromising pursuit of religious political or other ideals fanaticism so he he flips to the end of the last volume yeah to find the demon of the icon of zealotry yeah is there so can i glean useful information out of this section because it was a 10 plus on a spell lore it's true Mm -hmm. yeah i would say that you think about because what your theories have been that like the god of the flame is a demon and maybe the torch of McCall is a warlock. Yeah, connected you, to him. You think about all of the things that you've heard about the history of the torch of McCall and the history of the light guard under the torch of McCall and the environment that he has stoked in the city through the light guard and through his unit. And you think he, 
if he's not a warlock, then the Torch of McCall might be a demon of zealotry. And through his connection to the idea of fanatical religiosity might have connected himself to the God of the Flame and stoked zealotry through his work. So the city of McCall has become more fanatically religious over the last 60, 70 years. So what we thought it was the God of the Flame working through the torch taking over the city, it's the other way around. It's the torch's zealotry feeding off of the godhood of the God of the Flame. Like a parasite. Yeah. So maybe the God of Flame can be called upon in some way. Ooh. Oh. Or has the demon of zealotry affected the god of the flame in such a way that he has become this zealous icon? Like, has the, the power of zealotry affected the god of fl- the flame as well? It's but, corrupt. It's potentially corrupt. And that, could, that makes sense because the demon of zealotry has been gathering all the other demons. Because he knows that he, as a demon... His, his only weakness is other demons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, in being this demon of zealotry and having to connect himself to a god, that demon has made its vessel the perfect tool for that religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is this like right hand of the god of the flame through his connection to his zealousness. Yeah. Oh, just like an, uh, a sweet old man would be a good vessel for truth. Yeah. And that would explain to Tuck at least where this power of fire comes from because it would make sense for the servant of the God of the Flame to have this power. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't think the power would be connected to the fact that, he's a, that he could be a demon. It's connected to the fact that he is a demon of zealotry for the God of the Flame. And in his mind, when Tuck reads all of that, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. I'm your Game Master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. So long. Playing Ving, the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Take care. And playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Goodbye. Uh, thank you to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. Incredible, as always. And thank you to all of our amazing supporters, you folks around the world, supporting us online at SpeltLore most places, including Patreon.com slash SpeltLore or SpeltLore.com. SpeltLore.com. We have a new website? <laughs> Spellor.com. I had to pay. It's cheaper, but it's more confusing. Yeah. Uh, slash money, please. Catch you next time. And so ends the tale of adventures three who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey may be I'm going to just take one more read on that last line. Sure. Feels like too wordy. I'm going to kill him. I will kill him. <laughs> I will kill him. As Tuck in I'll, the room. Yeah. I will I'll, kill him. Yeah, he's starting to say <laughs> sorry, it a sorry. lot now. He's like, I will kill him. I will kill him. No, he's like, wait. Him. I will kill you. <laughs> and then he's starting to do his like last confrontation. <laughs> End of the road, Torch. <laughs> It's time to put this fire out. This town's not big enough for both of us.
clink, clink. <laughs> He's making the clink sound with his mouth. Yeah. <laughs>